Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality. I'm Sydney DeLorean and continuing our theme of getting the listeners some strange. We have a new co-host again. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Ben James. How's it going, Ben? Hey, what's up? Um, I'm super excited to have you on the pod. Uh, just a little background. I had mentioned on a pod that I was supposed to have an interview with a self-appointed Kanye West expert, and he ghosted me. And then you sent me a DM on Instagram and said, I know a lot about Kanye. Um, and you really stepped up to the plate. So I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. It's my pleasure. Um, just I want to thank all of the listeners. That was a really... Uh, banner week for me because at this point everyone has listened to the episode with Alex who uh, sent me a great email that week as well she oh geez Louise my phone is being fucking I'm not I almost said retarded and I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore um so yeah that same week I got that email from Alex you messaged me um so it's really cool because I I'm like finding out new for like the first year and a half I knew all of the listeners, or I thought I did, and now I'm finding new people that I'm like, can be overly involved in their lives as well. Um, yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> um, so have you been a fan of Kanye West since the beginning of his career? Um, well, I'm only 20 years old, so I wasn't like popping to Kanye when he was first coming out. I started listening like five or six years ago, probably six years ago. What was the album that got you into him? So, like, I'm I am much older than you, um, so I was on board from the beginning, or I was aware of him from the beginning. Um, what album were we at when you stepped in? I think I was a freshman in high school when Jesus came out, and that was the first Kanye album I listened to like the whole way through, and that's what really turned me on to Kanye. Okay, and then at that point, you went back and discovered all the other ones? Yeah, like college dropout, graduation, like all those. And what was it about um, Kanye? Is it you're a fan of the music, you're a fan of the style, the attitude? Like, what what really spoke to you? Um, I really like the music. Yeezus is like a crazy album, and it's kind of different than anything else he's ever made. But, like, I like his style, I like his music production, I like his attitude and, like, how he's a genius and so smart. And, like, he knows he's smart, so he's kind of an asshole, you know? Um, okay, so you are in the camp that he is a genius. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And people make fun of me for that, but, like, I legitimately believe he's, like, one of the smartest people alive. I think there's a cultural thing where... <sighs> Especially when I was your age, it was young people culture was all about irony and it was this sort of ironic detachment. So you could like things, but only like them ironically. And it made you cool to shit on things. And so people's whole person. It's the it's it's the worst. Like people's whole personalities are developed around the things that they don't like and shitting on Main Street culture. Like, oh, I'm cool because I don't like these things instead of being like about the things that you love. And I, I think that's really shitty. And I think especially when anyone becomes successful, um, it just brings all the haters out like and it's I, I don't understand the attitude of hating on something because it's popular. It doesn't make any sense right? to me. Yeah, like disliking a popular thing is not a personality. 
and it does not make you interesting. Um, yeah, it just it. And then you go, OK, um, is it because you're jealous? Because I honestly like I I suffered from a lot of that uh, as an artist throughout my life. If there was someone who became successful in the local fashion scene or something, my brain would immediately criticize what they do and go, oh, like they don't they're not even that talented. This isn't that interesting. That's not done well. And then I had to take a step back and go, oh, you're jealous. Like you're jealous of their success and therefore you're trying to devalue it by saying it's not deserved. And it's just shitty. And then with Kanye, because he is, he's aware of his talent Mm -hmm. and he talks himself up. I think people don't like that. Um, And that's a fine line. I kind of feel like if you are good at something, you should be proud, be humble, but also acknowledge the fact that you have a special skill or talent or ability. That's totally fine. Yeah, because Kanye is definitely not humble. Like, in no way. <laughs> he's, the, he's the, like, I think maybe the humble version of it would be um, maybe like a Beyonce who is talented in so many regards, but doesn't, and she knows it and she owns it, yeah. but she doesn't toot her ho- her own horn in the Kanye way. And so I think he offends people a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. I never thought of it like that, but that does make sense. Yeah, you never get uh, an attitude from Beyonce. Like, I I get the feeling that she know she knows that she's kind of commanding and good in all these ways, but um, she doesn't hype herself because uh, yeah. she doesn't have to, and she can let the work speak for herself. But Kanye, I think, I don't know, he has that like scrappy attitude. Yeah, where he wants to keep hyping himself up, and you're like, dude, you made it. You don't. You don't have to oh, yeah, for anymore. sure. Um, okay, so wh- let's let's talk about his career because I think he was respected through the early work, the college dropout, graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked 808s and Heartbreak. I thought that was a banger album. And then yeah. I think where people um, kind of turned on him. Uh, there was the VMAs controversy about the Taylor Swift thing where you're like, dude, you don't always have to speak your mind. Um, and then he came out with my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, which I've never heard that album, but I, I remember. You've never heard that album? Uh Uh-uh. That is my favorite album of all time. Um, I think, well, yeah, I, I'll have to give it a listen. I think I just maybe was not. I don't know. It wasn't on my radar. I remember the album art and people were like, I don't like this. Um, Yeah. And that's about it. That's all I remember from that. Yeah. That was, I think he was in Hawaii when he uh, recorded that. Because he spent like a year and a half on a like island with nobody just recording. Does he do all of his production work? Yeah. He produces all of his beats and does all of his music, like writes everything. It's all fun. Um, and that I think is something that maybe people should uh, acknowledge that 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 takes a lot of talent. Um, yeah, there's a certain element. And he's doing this 
Do what were you saying? I was going to say there's a certain element of like old white guy who doesn't consider like studio production or making beats on a computer to be musicianship. And those are people who have never tried to do it or seen it done. Um, Because I've taken recording classes and there it's a whole fucking art form to think that somebody who makes beats or produces or mixes albums is not as talented as someone who plays drums is fucking bullshit because oh yeah that shit is hard and complicated and it is very much uh musicianship um but i think older people just i don't know they're stuck in if if it ain't a rock band it ain't music and I, i hate that attitude um yeah Anyways, so Hawaii. So I was just going to say, he's, like, um, doing all this, like, incredible production while he's fighting, like, multiple, like, serious mental illnesses. So, like, he's able to keep his head on straight and, like, produce all this great art. Like, it's just amazing to me. Um, Does he acknowledge that he's mentally ill? Yeah. Okay. So what is what is his diagnosis or what does he... Uh, publicly state that he has well he's publicly said that he has bipolar disorder schizophrenia and bipolar depression um i did not know that he acknowledged that he has schizophrenia yeah and he's also like like kind of bragging about the fact that he doesn't take medication Mm -hmm. which is kind of like like not a safe thing to say when you have like such a strong platform you know yeah, that is tricky. Um, if, uh, oh, geez, we can unpack a little bit of that. I also don't thoroughly 100% believe in medicating mental illness. So, okay. and I know that's a controversial uh, statement to make um, because uh, I think the, the idea that uh, psych meds are a cure-all is a sort of disbelief in American culture. So, like, if yeah. you if you have diabetes, you don't just take insulin and you're fine. Like, you also have to do diet and exercise and all this other stuff. Like, it is a totality. And so there's an attitude in the uh, American psychiatric sort of um, – world where you treat mental illness you give it a a medication and it solves everything and like that doesn't that's not true and also you know med cocktails change throughout life but like Mm -hmm. they have proven that antidepressants only work in double blind studies they only work for 25 percent of people so like yeah because mental illness the cause is so individual um the treatment is so individual and it involves like Diet, exercise, lifestyle, therapy, maybe medication. Yeah. And so um, I think, yeah, I, I just uh, if someone finds like medication doesn't work for me, but uh, creating art works for me, then like do that. Okay, I understand. Yeah. And I know that's not so I, I get like he has a platform um where you know he has millions of fans and so saying i don't take medication is perhaps dangerous instead of saying Mm -hmm. like work with professionals on an individualized treatment plan um and most people because they have to have like jobs and function Mm -hmm. more in mainstream society being unmedicated is not an option right like 
I I take Ritalin for my ADD, and the reason I do is because I I can't I can't have a job if I don't like. Yeah, I never lasted more than three months at a job until I like went to treatment and got medication, and so me being employed depends mm-hmm. on me taking my medication. If I made my money as an artist, like maybe it would be a different scenario and I would have that option to like not. Yeah. Cause me personally, like I'm diagnosed with a couple like strong mental illnesses. Like we don't have to get into that, but I was diagnosed with like sertraline, Zoloft, Xanax, like all these things. And I was medicated for like a good 18 months. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped it like overnight and I started like taking shrooms on a regular basis and I do Kratom every day now for my anxiety. So I guess I'm like self-medicating right now. Mm-hmm. But I find that healthier for me, you know, because like I like shrooms and Kratom a lot better than like Xanax, you know. Um, That's why. See, this is why you're all my little like nieces and nephews out there, because I fully support that treatment plan. Um, Everyone knows that I manage my depression with exercise and uh, taking shrooms. Um, and so, yes, I, I support all of those things. But um, in regards to Kanye, I, I think it is impressive because um, getting anything done when you're mentally ill is really hard. Oh, for sure. Um, have you um, listened to his most recent album? I have not. Okay, well, like the cover says... um. I love, bi- or no, it says, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. <laughs> and in the album, he talks about like tweaking off of DMT. No And like way. not taking his medication. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kanye's like really out here. Uh, I support all of this. Listen, I, everyone knows like Joe Rogan's my dude. So like, oh, yeah. I, I support all of these things. Um, yeah, I've always said personally, um, I may never have a career or be just because I be because I have major depressive episodes. I don't like to take on a job with a lot of responsibility because uh, in the past I would bite off more than I could chew. And then I would have a depressive episode and just everything would fall apart. And so for me, part of managing my mental illness is having a job that doesn't rely on me too much because I feel that yeah you you can be you can be go get them Ben and then you know you have a flare-up and you're like sorry I'm gonna be a shell of a human being for a couple weeks or months um so it's better I feel for me just to um yeah have have a situation where I can step back if I am not doing well. Um, And so uh, being able to uh, have a successful career while struggling with, I mean, schizophrenia, which has been on the list for us to do on an episode on, like, Mm -hmm. because I don't fully understand it, but I know that it is very, very uh, difficult to manage. Um, So, so mental illness, uh, he's making art, he's in Hawaii. Um, Mm -hmm. Was he with, how long has he been with Kim? Was that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy when they got together? Uh, no, he was with Amber Rose at that time. Oh, okay. Which Amber Rose is my bitch. Like, I love Amber Rose. She's the best. She is smart and funny and also beautiful, so. Um, and she has her podcast. 
Stop it. She has a podcast? Yeah. Loveline. Oh, I didn't know she you was. You remember doing... Loveline with um Dr. Drew, like, I... back in the day? Yeah. She's doing Loveline Yeah, she now? brought it back. Yeah. Um. All right. That's on my list to listen to. So, But it's, like, a sex-positive one and not, like, Dr. Drew's, you know? Yeah. Um... Yeah, he, Dr. Drew thinks everyone was molested, which maybe is true. I don't know. Um, yeah. He's also friends with Lindsay Lohan's dad, which made me hate Dr. Drew for oh, a long time. Oh, no. Yeah, he would is always... He really? Yeah, and he would always be defending Michael Lohan because Michael Lohan... What the would, fuck? Dude, I don't know. Michael Lohan's a fucking trash bag, and he's dating some oh, paparazzi yeah. journalist, and they're always having drunken fights and, like, hitting each other. And Dr. Drew would say, oh, he's a really good guy. You know, he's... Blah, blah blah, and I was like, I don't, I I think you're fucking bananas. Um, so he's with Amber Rose, and then at what point does he get together with Kim? Is that with um with Jesus? Is that where when they got together? Yeah, Kim was like right before Jesus, because he had like been trying to get with Kim for a minute, and then they finally got together. Well, that seems. I'm not going to negate that maybe they're actually in love, but I think both of them are celebrity status climber types. And so uh, it seems like almost a career goal to marry Kim Kardashian. I'm not sure if like they're actually in love, but I know they're making money. Yeah, and maybe they are in love because they have similar goals and interests and sort of fame and and lifestyle success is a shared goal of theirs. Yeah. Um I mean, I remember a couple of years ago in the blind items, she was shopping around to divorce attorneys. Um, but I think mm-hmm. that that didn't go through. Um yeah. and so well, I know they almost just got divorced like a year ago. Okay. When the album came out, when all that Trump bullshit was going down. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. We got to get to that. So Yeezus, <laughs> is is his nickname for himself Yeezy? I'm sorry. I'm an auntie. Yeah. He um, calls himself Yeezy, like, because gay, Kanye. Oh, okay. He's got the Yeezy shoes. Okay. And, yeah. and so Yeezus was him kind of um, hyping himself to the point of being a Christ figure. Yeah, because he had, like, that Rolling Stone cover where he had, like, the crown of thorns on the cross. That was weird. Uh, what What are your feelings on that? Like, he's just he's just really hyping himself up. How does – what is your interpretation of that? I mean, I know he was, like, hyping himself up. But he also was, like, going through a manic episode at the time. But – I feel like he doesn't really have an excuse to put himself on that level, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've done... like on you oh, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, on Yeezus, he has a song called like, I am God. And the only person featured on the Yeezus album is God. And it's just Kanye and like a distorted voice. But that was like a weird time for Kanye. I get it. Uh, I've, I've had manic episodes that have lasted a long time where I think, Especially uh, through art school where I thought I was going to be this huge successful modern artist and people wanted to hear my voice. And it I, thankfully I didn't have a platform to immortalize mm-hmm. it in time, but I definitely have gone through phases in my life where I thought 
I am this huge deal. I have such a unique perspective and I'm so talented and I'm going to become insanely successful. And, you know, I'm going to be this like multimedia artist that's going to be remembered for generations. I've, I've definitely had those manic episodes. So when that was happening, I just was like, okay, this is mania. And it kind of makes me uncomfortable. Um, cause I, f- I feel when people are, um, clearly <laughs> mentally ill and then it's yeah given a platform, I just feel, oh, shouldn't this, shouldn't this be happening in private somewhere? Um, mm-hmm. like, Mariah Carey or Britney Spears or whatever and it's just like I really wish this were private um but I yeah so and it just felt like a mania that lasted a long time yeah did Mariah Carey have a public breakdown oh god yeah she went on TRL in this weird outfit and was like uh pushing an ice cream cart and it was really really weird it was after her divorce she's very mentally ill um and we get glimpses of it um because but because she's wealthy it's kind of supported and allowed to continue and uh yeah I don't like that I don't like when Angelina Jolie is on red carpets and doing interviews and talking about how she only eats 800 calories a day in sympathy to starving children in whatever country. And I just Mm -hmm. am like, you have an eating disorder. You have an eating disorder and we're parading the skeleton around as if this is okay what's happening. And it's not, it's not okay. And she also like doesn't vaccinate her kids. Oh my God. Is Angelina Jolie. Like what the fuck? She's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, Dude. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she is. It's just I'm almost I'm almost a hundred percent sure. What a this is my thing about her. She's so beautiful and talented mm-hmm. that she gets a pass, and people don't see what what how fucking crazy she is. She doesn't have friends. She doesn't have girlfriends, and that's always mm-hmm. a huge alarm for me um when women don't have female friends and uh yeah. they just like kind of bounce from man to man and it's a, a conquering thing to steal someone else's man um mm-hmm. and and she's an anti-vaxxer what a dumb uh, what a dumb bitch um yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah so that was kind of my thing with kanye is mm-hmm. um I, w- I wish that maybe he was in treatment and not yeah and and I think p- people um, who aren't as empathetic to the mental illness angle, that's when they write him off. Is they're like, he, yeah. Instead of saying, oh, this is a mentally ill man, they're just like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Um, yeah. And so, and he. Oh, did- I did have one question. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, what's TRL? Oh my! Are you kidding me? No. Oh, okay. Um, so t- oh, sorry. There's a truck going by. No, no worries. Uh, TRL was a show on MTV. It was Total Request Live, where people would call in to request music videos. And so every day it was a countdown of the top ten music videos, and it was hosted uh, for the most part by Carson uh, Carson Daly, um, the guy from The Voice. Yes, and okay, and so uh, it was a big deal in the early aughts um people would tune in every day to go oh who's gonna have the top video today and you would call and call and call to get yours uh and they would have a different 
celebrity every day make a cameo. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's uh, and that's where Mariah Carey <laughs> had her breakdown. Um, okay. So <laughs> yeah, that's because really- I was like seven years old when I saw Britney Spears on the news when she shaved her head. Oh. If that tells you how old I am. Yes. Yeah. I I forget that. <laughs> Um, we don't all have the same uh, cultural references, but I, I kind of liked that Brittany. Like I know she wasn't doing okay, but I kind of, yeah. I liked when she was, said "fuck it" and shaved her head. Um, I mean, God bless Britney Spears. She's the best. Uh, one day I'm gonna organize uh, a listener meetup in Las Vegas because mm-hmm. uh, when Britney goes back to her residency, and then. Um, Shania Twain is getting a Vegas residency and she's a big no way yeah she was a big early part of this podcast oh Um, I know Shania Twain yeah so uh (laughs) I I'm like maybe we should do a listener Vegas weekend and we can just go see Britney and Gaga and Shania um and that'll be like the great uh sex drugs and spirituality meetup uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, so Kanye does Jesus, and he does. Yeah. Uh, he starts doing fashion, which that was. It's not my thing. It was a train wreck. I didn't like his like vision of having hundreds of people as extras in his fashion show, but they were just wearing random shit from goodwill that people got and like dyed the right color story i think he was going for this epic sort of um performance art thing i didn't love it um i think and that fashion show was um when he released um the life of pablo the album oh okay so that was part of that yeah and um it says on his wikipedia there was a tour cancellation that year yeah, I haven't seen him live yet, sadly. Um, he has toured since then, hasn't he, or no? Um, I don't think so. I think The Life of Pablo was the last tour he was supposed to have. Okay. Um, and so is what was the controversy? Why did he cancel his tour? I'm not sure, totally. I know he was going through a lot. I know Kim was being weird. Like, Kanye's always got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say probably if you uh, have mental health problems, um, touring, not the greatest uh, because you're just, yeah. your sleep is fucked, your eating is fucked, you're in a different city every night, you're trying to sleep on a bus. Like it, it probably is not if you have any sort of mental health problems, not the healthiest. Also, if you have relationship problems, uh, being on a yeah. tour bus is probably not the best. Touring... <laughs> So I I think it sounds fun to people who've never done it, but any performer yeah. who's toured uh, is like, yeah, it's fun the first year and then you are so over it. Um, it's it's kind of speaking of Vegas residencies. It's exciting that um, younger artists are getting into Vegas residencies. It just makes sense because yeah. you're, you're able to have a normal life and a family. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, the, the fucking music, uh, industry, this is someone who knows very little about it, but like, mm-hmm. you don't make a lot of money on music sales. You make yeah. the way that's like set up that whole 
financing from the labels and stuff. You don't make money on music sales and you make money from touring and merchandise. So really the only way to make a living is to pound the pavement, but it's also infinitely bad for you. So it's complicated. Um, Everyone just do a Vegas residency and then uh, we'll do an annual um, trip. Uh, listener trip to go see you uh, <laughs> to, oh, for sure <laughs> to, to all the big artists listening to this um <clears throat> okay so Kanye's not touring um he's married to Kim they have babies uh what else is going on in his life um I know he had North right before Jesus came out and then Saint was right after the life of Pablo I believe okay and he just had Chicago a couple months ago Wait, there's another baby? Yeah. Did they use a surrogate? Oh yeah, they did use a surrogate. Did she have did she carry the first one? I know she carried the first one. I'm pretty sure she carried the second one. Uh-huh. And the third one was like Kim's egg that they had another woman carry for them. Okay. Yeah. That's the baller move, by the way. Oh yeah. Um because having babies, uh, as we touched on in our pregnancy episode, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they have three children. That's news to me. Um, is he on their reality show? Does Oh, yeah. He is. It's very rare, but you'll get glimpses of Kanye. He'll pop in. Yeah. Um, and so he's not touring anymore and the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I heard that he's doing church services and um that's right up our alley uh here at sex drugs and spirituality is weird new religions so I wasn't sure I heard uh or I read a blind item that Shia LaBeouf's girlfriend snuck a camera into one of his Sunday services and videotaped it and that yeah. he was not happy about it. Um, but then when I looked it up, it seems like there's some online footage of services that they were okay with. Um, mm-hmm. So how long has he been doing these Sunday services? Um, I believe it's a little under a year. Because I know when Kid See Ghost came out, he did one service at the Adidas headquarters with Kid Cudi. Okay. Are you familiar with Kid Cudi? Yeah, he um he came out when? In like 2010, I feel. Yeah, I was in like third grade, I think. Yeah, I third remember grade. I remember living in New York and my uh, roommate, uh, Zach, was really into him. And um, I, I've, Kanye's his producer, right? Yeah. Um, it's weird that he still goes by Kid, but... Um, He's sticking with it, and I, I support yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one was uh, in conjunction with one of Kid Cudi's album releases? Um, it was a joint album with Kid Cudi and Kanye. Oh, okay. Because Kanye released two episodes within a week of each other. This was like last summer. Two episodes? Uh, two albums. Two albums, okay. Did I say episodes? I'm sure I did. I was just worried that I wasn't understanding what albums are called anymore, um, because I'm yeah, I'm, like, super fucking high on some Kratom right now, so, <laughs> you know how it is. I, I support that, and we should say that you're doing a skatewear company, um, what is that company called? Oh, it's called Skate and Bake. You can follow us on Instagram at Skate and Bake Co., like, C-O at the end. Um, we have shirts and hoodies and kratom mugs and all that. 
Uh, yeah, I thought that was great because uh, you have a mug that says there's Kratom in here. And I yeah. saw that while I was drinking my morning coffee uh, with Kratom in it. Um, yeah. And so uh, I was like, this is this is a perfect brand. So everyone should follow that um, and buy some shit because it's cool. Um, okay, so they did a joint. They did two joint albums. Um, well, this was like the summer set last year. Okay. And Kanye produced seven albums all summer long. For him or other artists? Well, there was one solo Kanye. And then there was one Kanye and Kid Cudi. And there was a Nas album and a Pusha T album and a Tiana Taylor album. And there was two other ones, but I can't remember those. But this was like his thing last year. Okay. And so Kanye's been busy. Yeah, that is really busy. And then during that same time is when he started doing the Sunday services. Yeah. And how would you describe them? What goes on at a Sunday service? Um. Well, he has his choir. And they like sing Kanye songs. They sing worship songs. And it's supposed to be like praising Jesus. But it's more like a self-glorified like merch like shop. And like kind of a concert. Okay, so they're doing the... Oh, how should I say this? So it, theoretically, it's supposed to be uh, Christian in nature because it is Sunday service and they're singing Christian worship songs. But then yeah. also there's Kanye songs mixed into them. Yeah, because Kanye is a Christian, like super Christian. Is this service, is there, does he give a sermon? Yeah, he gives a sermon. One time, Kid Cudi gave a sermon. Like, Nas came in and prayed over everybody. Okay. Like, in nature, it's really weird. Like, I don't understand it fully. Um, It just feels weird to me to have people who are celebrities in mainstream mm -hmm. culture also wanting to preach to you uh, about Christianity. And that is simply because... To become a celebrity and function in that world, you kind of create a thing where people worship you. That is the nature yeah. of being a celebrity. And um, in my understanding, kind of Christianity and the role of a preacher, it's not about the self, right? It's yeah. very it's very much about selflessness and um, having reverence to God. Um, and Kanye's vibe is that he wants people to give reverence to him so yeah it gives me gross feelings in the same way that televangelists um because i'm not i'm not saying that most christian preachers function in the way that they're supposed to there yeah. there are so many out there who are raking in money and they have basically cult followings and they're living they're living like rock stars. Um, mm. But it just, it's just kind of gross. Um, also, yeah. when you've spent your whole career cultivating something that is about the self, um, the history of hip hop involves a lot of hyping one's self up. And so yeah. that's the opposite of spending a life in kind of studying service to God or community. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. it's a little bit gross to me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's definitely weird. 
Do and they- like I grew up in like a Southern Baptist like backwoods church, mm-hmm. and like that's some whole other bullshit. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in this world. Um, does uh do they so you said they sell do they sell merch at these Sunday services? Yeah, he has like church merch, and they're jackets that cost like two hundred dollars. Um, like it's really weird. That is, does he, what does he do with the money earned from, does he, okay, wait, does he charge admission to go to the services or is it invite only? I believe only? it's invite only. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think it's invite only. Cause I saw this thing with Courtney Love going and it was weird that she got an invitation. Mm-hmm. Like people were going crazy on Twitter. Um, but like fuck Courtney Love. Cause that bitch killed Kurt, um, Kurt Cobain. Oh man. I don't think so. You believe, okay. you believe that? <laughs> Yeah. Um. No, I've had some arguments. Um. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think she did it. I. I don't think she helped his mental health. Um. But I don't. I don't think she hired someone to do it. Um. Yeah. So he. So you. It's invite only. But when you get there, you're welcome to buy merch. Yeah. And the merch. Because I know the last one was at Coachella, and it was like Easter morning. So it was like a play on Jesus and Easter. Mm-hmm. And that was like the biggest one. See, and that's where I go, okay, this isn't inherently Christian because you're inserting your name into what it is. Um, yeah. It'd be one thing if like you, if you were opening a church and you were funding it um, because you wanted there to be a church. But uh, if you put your name on it, it seems like this is still about worshiping you. Yeah, and he is pocketing all of this profit. Like, none of this is going to charity. Like, none of this is going to the church. This is, like, all for Kanye. Um. Yeah, that's that's what a cult does. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, this seems... Uh, and it just, it, you know what it seems like? It seems um, like the churches like Nexium and stuff that start in theory mm-hmm. as self-help groups. And so yeah. you have people who are dynamic performers like Nas or Kid Cudi or Kanye, and they're giving mm-hmm. hype talks. Um, yeah. And that's, and it's giving people the same feeling they would get if they went to like a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, yeah. And uh, that's I don't know if that's church or not, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like it. It seems like um, a performance art thing. Do you know what they talk about? Like when they do their sermons, are they preaching about the Bible or are they preaching about what are they talking about? Um, There's not too much information out there because Kanye's like super secretive on what goes on at these meetings, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like a cult because yeah. it is. But like. Kim says they, like, talk about God, but, like, it's also a lot of, like, self-reflection and, like, self-promotion, mm-hmm. you know? So there's like, self-help sci- seminars, kind of. It gives me, like, Scientology vibes. Okay. Um, that's That sounds that sounds exactly like, like what my vision of it would be because Scientology people get roped into it because there's a lot of stuff about communication, interpersonal like relationships, how to be the person you want to be, how to manipulate others like you want to. Um, And so that kind of seems like exactly what I would envision. Um, 
which I get it because people go, I was raised Southern Baptist as well. Uh, we went to church five or six days a week. Um, but for people who go to church once a week or whatever, it's, it's kind of almost cleansing. You have all the bad stuff that's wearing on your mind and your heart. And then you go to church and you, you sing and you kind of get a reset button and you kind of refocus, um, which I get and I respect and I don't want to talk shit on because that's kind of my experience with mushrooms is when I feel like I'm just despondent and I'm full of despair and I feel overwhelmed and I don't want to be alive anymore or I can't make sense of anything. If I do a mushroom trip, it's almost like hitting a reset button. It kind of goes, yeah. it's, it's almost like a chiropractic adjustment for my mind. <laughs> like here, <laughs> let's put things back in alignment. Um, so for me, I have the spiritual experience of taking mushrooms. And so I, I try to respect that for other people that is going to church. Um, the, the difference is that uh, what I'm doing is an individual experience. And when things become group oriented, which I get it, mm -hmm. we're social people. We're meant to live in communities. That is how we evolved. But oftentimes when things become a group setting... It gets a little culty and I and when you have a figurehead at the top, it leads to elements of brainwashing and control. And I just I don't like any of that. Um, yeah. And so that's where I uh, feel about this Kanye church. Um, mm -hmm. I guess they're not recruiting people. So that's cool. Yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Um, not yet. Uh, and so if it's just like a quirky Hollywood for me, if it's performance art, great. If it's like this quirky yeah. inside secret Hollywood club and you get invited to go. Cause I, in Phoenix, there was a laundromat that used to have secret shows and it was like kind of guerrilla shows and you'd get a secret invite, you know, go to this laundromat at this time and then it would be a lineup of musicians and improv actors or whatever. And it was like, oh yeah, I got invited. I went, like I got, you know, to this one. Cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, everyone start doing more weird guerrilla stuff in your town. Uh, oh yeah. I just, that's a total aside. Um but I just I, I'm so sick of people thinking the only like music or art is like at a concert venue with someone who's like a professional and you pay a lot of money. Um, yeah. I, I fucking love a house show. Um, mm -hmm. Here we're blessed with pretty OK weather all year round. So like, yeah, there's a park that's <clears throat> there's a park that's under a bridge. And for a while there were Sunday night shows there where you would meet under the bridge and you'd see a cool acoustic show with a couple different bands. Um, I love like weirdo art venues in industrial spaces and there's like a puppet show and then like, Oh yeah. It's just the best. Um, think outside the box people. You don't, it doesn't always have to be this like, and, and support local artists and weirdo artists. Um, yeah, for sure. So in Jacksonville, Florida, do it. Oh no, go ahead. I'm going to clear my throat. Okay, in Jacksonville, Florida, we have this really cool, like, underground punk scene where, like, you'll go to somebody's house and they'll play, like, punk music. And then afterwards, they'll have, like, a psychedelic speakeasy where, Stop like, it. if you know where to go, you can, like, go in and you can take mushrooms in a safe environment. Or like, you can smoke DMT in a safe environment with, like, really cool people. I love everything about that. Um, yeah. 
so it's like the best thing ever. Where you live, you live in South Carolina, right? I've been moving around. I'm in Georgia now. I don't okay. know where I'm going next. <laughs> um, but so, but Jacksonville is it's northern Florida, so it's like right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna blow up your spot. I'm not gonna get people to stalk you. I know you're good. Um. Yeah, I was in Jacksonville yesterday. We went skydiving. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> was that your first time? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, are you a thrill seeker? Uh, kind of. I mean, I skateboard okay. a lot. So, so yeah. But I've also been in the ER multiple times from skateboarding. So, um, you know how it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bailey Curry from the sustainability episode was in the hospital this week for a skateboarding injury. Uh, it is dangerous. Um, I have a friend who he quit when he turned 43 because he just said, I, yeah. I'm not he- I'm not healing as fast <laughs> um, as when I was younger. Um, mm. So oh, I, I love a psychedelic speakeasy. I fucking love that. Um, yeah. Okay, so Kanye's church, he's doing he's doing sermon sermons. He's doing a hype beast. Was the one at Coachella open to the public? Oh, uh, no, it was invite only. Okay. It was, like, at the Coachella Valley, but it was, like, in the middle of nowhere, like, in this big field. And you had to walk, like, a mile to get there. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, I, it's, part of me, like, applauds that because it gives it that special energy that we were just talking about, about when you get a special yeah. an- invite to something. Um, mm-hmm. but also walking a mile, uh, in fucking Coachella sounds terrible. I, I don't know if yeah. you've ever been there, but it's the worst. Um, yeah, I've never been to Coachella. Like I've been to a ton of festivals, but like never that one. I, d- I've never been to the Coachella festival. I've just been to India and Coachella a lot. Yeah. And fucking it's the worst. Um, it's just so hot it is so hot and the city is so blighted looking um yeah it's it's terrible uh that said zach and i are going for our anniversary but it's in the fall so that's what's up yeah that's that's much better um so what so he's doing this church thing it's been going on about a year it's invite only and he does it at different locations right he doesn't have a set venue in los angeles it changes yeah. Um, and sometimes it's at their home, I think. Um, I'm not familiar with that, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think I saw one video of one service that was at their home. Um, I could be wrong, but uh it's it's weird. It's weird. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. It feels culty. Um Kim doesn't have any mental health problems, by the way, right? Uh not that we're aware of. It's I I'm fi- I'm kind of fascinated in their dynamic because she seems like a woman who is very calm and in control of herself mm-hmm. and her life. I think that whole family, but particularly Kim, are like they don't. Uh, Kim seems like a level-headed person; like she doesn't act on impulse. Um, so yeah. I I wonder in her relationship if it's a lot of just giving him a long leash and letting him do his thing and accepting that that's how he is, or is mm-hmm. she helping to manage him? Um, yeah. I, I mean, Kim's gotta be going through it, you know? Yeah. Like I, God bless her. She is the, um, 
I don't I'm, I think I'm not supposed to say nice things about the Kardashians, but she seems like the epitome <laughs> of a woman who like really holds it down. Yeah. Like she is the epitome of the woman, the sort of uh, the image of a mom who is the sort of calm in the center of like the chaos of running a family. Um, Kim yeah. seems very much that type. Um, so what's the deal with the Yeezy church? What's that? Um, or like the, oh, the, the church I was talking about, like the cult that the fan started. Yes. The fan cult. Oh yeah. The Yeezy Anity church. Okay. That's weird. And I don't know how much time we have to record. Do you have a set limit? Uh, no, we just go. Um, so Yeezy Anity. Yeah. Yeezy Anity, like Christianity, but like Yeezy. Okay. Okay. So that's like an underground religious movement like similar to the church of beyonce which is like super toxic there's a okay uh church of beyonce is a thing yeah she doesn't condone that does she no she like dismisses it and says it's like a terrible thing okay because they're like out here doing like like weird stuff for beyonce i i gotta look into all of this now this is a whole can of worms (sighs) this is a week a month where I'm realizing how old and out of touch I am. I had no, no, you're good. I had no idea there's a Church of Beyonce happening. Um, I cannot yeah. wait to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> if you want to do like a mini series, I'd be happy to come back. Okay, I would love that. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'm going to be honest with you, most of the research I'm going to do into the Church of Beyonce is going to involve black Twitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love black Twitter. Black Twitter is pretty much the best thing in the entire world. And if anyone out there is struggling with uh, any feelings of racism or not understanding black Mm -hmm. people, get on black Twitter. You will, you will instantly have love in your heart for the black community. That's that's my feeling on the matter. I know a lot of people live in uh, cities that don't have a lot of people of color when we moved Mm -hmm. out here 20 years ago we moved from detroit and uh phoenix 20 years ago was shockingly white and it was very weird for me um yeah we've gotten a lot of we've gotten a lot of people of color now uh and Mm -hmm. um it's great but i understand there are pockets in this country where people just are not interacting with other races and cultures uh i advise you to get on black twitter um and it will be a great cultural experience for you and also you will learn to love and learn to laugh um yeah black twitter has been helping me out like because i'm trying to like filter out all my microaggressions like becoming more woke you know how it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i saw this tweet this morning and it was like everybody reply with the grade you were in when you had your first teacher of color and oh. like that made me think you know Cause I was in like sixth grade before I had a teacher that was like a person of color you, and like, I never thought of it like that before. Um, the, actually that's, I'm kind of shook. Cause now, now that I, I'm thinking of it, like I grew, I grew up in a very culturally integrated place in terms of the student body. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I had uh, an East Indian kindergarten teacher, and then mm-hmm. I maybe didn't have another teacher of color until college. Um, yeah, that's that's wild. That's that's mm-hmm. 
that's insane. I am I am uh, shook, as they say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's think about things, people. Um, okay. So, Church of Yeezy. What's going on? Yeezyanity. What's going on with that? Yeah, it's like a church that the fans started, like the diehard fans, and it's like it's more of a religion than a cult. But like they're like sold out for Kanye. Like they don't say Kanye, they say Jesus. Like they never speak Kanye West's name. What? They have like yeah, they have five pillars. They have a golden rule. Like they have a declaration of faith. Like it's a whole thing. And did any of this come from him, or this came from them putting this together? Um, I think it's just from them putting it together. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if he made this himself anonymously. Um, so like the five pillars of Yeezyanity they put together from things that he has said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have them if you want me to read them. You know I do. Oh yeah. Okay. So the first pillar is all things created must be for the good of all. Okay. So that's, like, that's good. something I can get behind. Yeah. Um, number two is no human being's right to express themselves must ever be repressed. Okay. That's a good one too. Like I'm behind that. Yeah. And then three is money is unnecessary except as a means of exchange, which I don't really understand because Kanye's like out here like taking money from his fans at like absorbent and unreasonable amounts of money, you know? Yeah, I wonder if he okay. What was it? Money is unnecessary except as a means of exchange. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he thinks because he's kind of known for the really high prices of his merch and his fashion and stuff, and I wonder yeah. if his belief is that it is worth that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he's disconnected from the econ- from under maybe he's been well off long enough that he's disconnected from understanding the economic situation of normal people. Yeah. I mean that being said, I am wearing my Yeezy zebras right now. Those are shoes? Yeah. Um how much did your Yeezy zebras cost? They're like 200 if you buy them from Kanye. Okay. But he makes so little of them that you have to buy them on resale. Uh, I paid like three seventy five for these. Okay, two hundred isn't unreasonable for sneakers these days. Yeah. Um, but it's like the whole like supreme culture, mm-hmm. you know, of like making so little of a product that it has such a high demand on the black market. Um, which it's interesting for companies because. Um, sometimes companies don't want to do something that creates an aftermarket because they're losing profits. So it's a fine line between producing a limited number enough that people rush out to buy it right away and they pay a certain mm-hmm. price. Because if you make yeah. a ton of something, if you make a ton of a sneaker um, and pe- people aren't in a hurry to buy it and it's not exclusive, so they don't want to pay as much money and then it'll hit that like the the Ross market the discount market so like you do want to yeah. control the amount that you create I guess to maintain value but then also when there is a black market for it um, mm-hmm. you're missing out on sales uh, so it's interesting yeah. are, are they well made products are you yes easy... they're very well made okay um, yeah so... but I also only wear them like once a week mm-hmm. if that because like I don't want them to get dirty or anything 
Uh, that's fair. I feel, yeah, I feel actually uh, that $200 for a high quality sneaker is not insane in today's world. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe I'll be less mad about that. Uh, so money is unnecessary except as a means of exchange, which mm-hmm. I don't really know if that's making a statement. Um, yeah. Because like... Yeah, I guess money isn't necessary except when you fucking need it to pay for goods or services. Like, and that's, I don't, I, so maybe he just doesn't want people to worship money, but recognizes that it's, it's existence. It exists. Uh, Yeah. And that's the, that's the economic system that we work in right now. We don't live in bartering times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What's the next one? Okay. So the last two are like, when it gets crazy. So the fourth one is man possesses the power to create everything he wants and needs. Man possesses the power to create everything that he wants and needs. Yeah. Does he, I, these are, this is, he's great. These these are great religious statements because they're vague. Um, And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the fun of religions and and mythologies is interpreting them. So I want if he's if he's talking about man as a species like 100% that is true um mm-hmm. if if it's talking about an individual i i don't know and i guess that depends on if uh Yeezyanity is an individualistic or a group religion um i think it's more of like individualism okay so like you as a individual have the ability to create everything that you want and need yeah, because they believe that, like, Kanye is a god, uh-huh. and also everyone in Yeezyanity is also a god. Okay. Like, Scientology vibes, right? Yeah, I, it's kind of giving me um, satanic vibes, just in that, like, yeah. in that sort of atheistic religion sort of way, um, mm-hmm. where you realize that any god that you worship is a project a projection of your internal self and so yeah. when you are worshiping an external entity what you're really doing is worshiping a creation of your mind and worshiping yourself so like what i get it's not a it's not a harmful statement i guess um mm-hmm. it's kind of empowering like go out in in your interpretation of it go out and create the things that you want and need if you like want a career build a career like if you need money figure out a way to generate wealth i guess um Mm -hmm. so it's not it's it's an empowering statement i reckon um yeah what's the last one okay it's all human suffering exists to simulate the creative powers of man and kanye Okay, hold on. Yeah. All human suffering. Yeah. What was it? Exist. Exist to stimulate the creative powers of man and Kanye. Well, that sure is a positive spin on suffering. Yeah. Um. I I don't uh, I don't like any sort of thought process that tries to superimpose meaning onto things, and I know there's a word for that that I'm spacing on when people uh, project meaning onto things, and they're like, oh, uh, 
I met this person for this reason or I got a flat tire for this reason and they try to sort of put a fantastical sort of uh, reasoning behind things. And so the idea that suffering exists for a purpose, I don't like because I'm part of the school of sometimes it be like that. Yeah. Um, And also, okay, if you want to take your personal pain and create something out of that or Mm -hmm. be inspired by that, great. The idea that all human suffering exists for the purpose to stimulate creation and particularly Kanye's creation is really fucked up. Now we're in cult territory. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. What? So he, Kanye is this cult figure who feels all of the suffering in the world and his purpose is to channel it into this great media that he creates yeah yeah fuck these people who think that <laughs> that's that's fucked right? up right it's just insane man and i love kanye mm-hmm. but i am in no part of those like like don't get it twisted <laughs> yeah that's i just that is fucking insane listen if you are an artist and a creator and you keep your head down and you focus and you work hard and you make shit that's fucking great. I want everyone in the world to be making shit. If you are a scientist, like it's bless your fucking heart and you're out there and you're researching and you're creating and it's it's contributing to the world, right? Like yeah. 100%. The idea that suffering exists for that creation is insane. Mm-hmm. Like cancer does not exist so that cancer researchers can develop cures and treatments. Like that's insane. Like mm-hmm. the creation is a reaction to the existence of things. Yeah. They don't, the, the exist things don't exist for the purpose of the creation, man. We are all just reacting to our environments anyways. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And okay. I'm like torn on Kanye, you know, mm-hmm. cause it was like recent, like that man is so problematic recently. What's he been doing recently? That's problematic. Well, he, like, had that all that Trump bullshit and, like, the hat he was wearing. Oh, I forgot. And I forgot to touch on that. What was that? That was so weird. Like, people on Reddit are trying to spin it off on, like, some performance art. But, like, he was just being problematic and saying some bullshit. Was he doing – okay, here's my question on that. Mm-hmm. Was he doing it for attention because he's playing the public or – I this is I'm torn on this because I feel like there's a lot of things about Trump that I think Kanye could relate to and it would be like one of those mm-hmm. like like recognizing like like your narcissistic yeah. hype beast and so I was like are they connecting on that level because they are two people who are constantly hyping themselves and speaking without filter and does Kanye like Trump because he's relating to them or, or was he trolling us and, and doing this for attention? I don't know. I mean, he he very well might have been trolling us because he is the same man that said George Bush doesn't care about black people I during think, that Katrina thing. I think he might have been right, though. Oh, yeah. He was totally right about that. <laughs> He's not right about Trump. Oh, no. Fuck the Bush regime. Like, fuck Bush Sr. Fuck George W. Bush. Like, fuck Barbara. Yeah. 
I feel like that was when I am, um, because I remember watching that uh, live on TV, uh, the George Bush doesn't care about black people thing. And that was any love in my heart for Kanye or understanding of him came from that moment. Um, because yeah. I, it's to, to be a public figure and have a platform and speak your mind uh at risk of your career or standing is really bold. And I salute that. Um, yeah. Uh, on a lot of these episodes where we talk about sexual predators, I get so worked up and angry about the people who didn't report Larry Nasser because it could have sacrificed their career in the world of gymnastics. And it's just like, Oh, mm -hmm. so you're willing to let countless young girls be victimized because you're scared that you might lose your career and have to go work at the DMV like what's so wrong about working right? at the DMV um so I think yeah the idea of being a, a public figure and being able to uh to risk that um if you're mm -hmm. a let's say a Colin Kaepernick or whatever like I fucking love that because that's oh, yeah. huge and I don't I don't know if I were in the same position that I would have the cojones to do that because yeah uh, you know it's it's scary to go okay well this might mean that I lose my house and my cars and I have to declare bankruptcy and figure out mm -hmm. what I'm doing and I'm gonna go be a cashier at Whole Foods and then people are gonna say oh didn't didn't you used to be famous and I'm like fuck yeah I did and now I'm bagging your groceries like that is scary and so it's commendable when people do that and I appreciated that um, when, yeah. but then he's friends with Trump who is, I, th I think unquestionably a racist. Um, I don't, anyone who tries to say that Trump is not a racist is an idiot. Um, yeah. and so you're like, okay, weren't you 15 years ago calling someone out on their, on their racism and now you're, uh, you're having meetings with them? Like Kanye is friends with like the leader of America, like Trump is a racist, a sexist. He's raped women. He's lied. He's stolen. Like he's broken so many laws. And like, he's brought us into this culture where it's like, okay to say whatever you want, no matter how disgusting it is. Mm -hmm. And like, whenever like people call you out on him, you can be like, fuck you. Like Trump's the president. And like, that's terrible. And to have, like a man like Kanye, who's so prolific and powerful, especially in the black community, be friends with a man like that. Like, I don't understand it. Does this represent to you um, a change in Kanye? Uh, and I'll, I'll go back 40 years when OJ Simpson uh, used to say, I'm not black, I'm OJ. And uh, I'm trying to think if it was the 30 for 30 documentary that I watched that was really good. It explained the history of the culture that O.J. Simpson became successful in and how mm -hmm. um, other football players were speaking out against racism at the time. And O.J. would not align himself with them because it would have it would have sacrificed his career and OJ basically turned his back on the black community and said, I'm, I'm not a black man. I'm, I'm OJ Simpson. And he, yeah. he really, uh, God, he fucking sucks. Um, he's the worst. Oh yeah. And so he rather than is the, God, I'm going to get into so much trouble because I'm not 
a wise person about these things. But I think the word for it is an Uncle Tom. And when you uh, rather than stand with your fellow oppressed brethren, you align yourself with the white people and the people of power and you think that you are you're better than them and rather than trying to pull everyone up you just go oh well I've assimilated into the white mainstream and I don't yeah you know and I feel like that's the Kanye Trump friendship for me maybe represented a change in Kanye where now he's he doesn't maybe does he not care about race issues as much anymore or is he like, cause my, my blanket statement would be like, okay, Kanye doesn't care about race issues anymore if he's a fan of Trump or is he somehow blind to Trump's racism? Because I, I think Donald Trump is a cult. Like I think yeah. his, his followers and believers, it's, they are brainwashed to a degree that's insane. Like in the face of any, he could say or do anything and his believers will rationalize it. So like. I don't know if Kanye's brainwashed by Trump or if Kanye has turned his back on on the black community. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, in an age where even everything Trump has said in the last four years, like you have access to that, you mm -hmm. know? So like it's not an excuse to just be blind to Trump's racism, you know? Yeah, I just I wonder what sort of is there is what sort of cognitive dissonance or like disbelief is happening in the minds of people who are somehow yeah. able to overlook these things. Um, it's it's very weird. And I and I don't Kim doesn't support Trump, I don't think. Oh, no. So that's that's interesting. Um mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Did, has he said anything after that? Cause like Kanye and Trump had a meeting, right. And, and Kanye was yeah. wearing the MAGA hat and people were confused about it. Has Kanye spoken to address anything about that? I mean, they've had multiple meetings and one of them was televised. So you can like go online and watch it on C-SPAN of like Kanye and the president talking in the Oval Office. What but like Kanye, do what? What are they talking about? Politics? Yeah, like politics. They're talking about like it's really just Kanye like bragging about how great he is and how he can say whatever he wants. So <laughs> I think he does see a lot of himself in Trump. Mm -hmm. But like, it's crazy. And like, I'm torn on Kanye because that's not even the most problematic thing he's done in the past six months. What else has he done? Um, are you familiar with um XXX Tentacion? Yes. I know that name. Okay. Do you know anything about his story? No. Okay. So he was like this rapper coming up in South Florida and he was a terrible fucking person. Like there was this pitchfork article where they like went through his arrest records and he's like sexually assaulted multiple women. Like he violent. Oh, and there's a trigger warning for um sexual assault. But he, like, assaulted his girlfriend multiple times. He, like, violently beat and raped a woman. He was arrested for it. And when he was in jail, he beat up, like, his cellmate because his cellmate was queer. Oh, my God. And, like, all this came out. And the ex was just, like, blowing up, like, selling number one albums, like, putting music out. Are you and fucking Kanye, kidding me? Are you yeah, fucking like, for kidding real. me? Um, you probably heard one of his songs, like, that Look At Me song. 
Oh, probably not. I everyone knows I only listen to like Michael McDonald and Matt Farley. Um, Oh no, you're good. (laughs) But like Kanye is on X's newest album. What? And X is supposed to be on Yandi, which is Kanye's newest album that was supposed to drop a year ago. But um, Kanye is like idolizing this 19 year old. He's dead now. He was um shot in Florida. Thank fucking God, sorry. Right? Good fucking riddance. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. That's just, I don't understand it. Kanye has turned into something that I can't support, but I love his music and I love his art so much. Um, So I'm torn on it. Yeah, that's really uh, interesting. And it's hard not to let your feelings of an artist affect your Uh, willingness to listen to their music and so that is a complex territory uh just this fucking dude uh is out there i believe he like he like raped he raped people he like had sex with underage girls and so the idea that someone would work with them and someone who kanye's a big name yeah so like whoever he works with he's giving a career bump he's giving he's pulling them up to his global media platform so i don't understand there's enough indie rappers out there there are so many talented and like undiscovered artists who will never make it big just out of all of the talent in the in of in the world why would you choose to work with someone like that and Kanye is also on the newest um Six Nine album. Uh, what did Six Nine do? Um, he like raped an underage girl on video. She was like fourteen or fifteen. Um, he was like in like all these gang related like crimes that went on. He's arrested now, and like the FBI is gonna have him forever. But uh, he was just terrible. What the fuck is up with these rappers? Yeah. Um. I just I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like what is and and was six nine popular before these uh, accusations came out or did these uh, did these crimes come out and then his music got popular? Um, He was definitely known, but like it was almost there was a bump when like all these things came out, which is so weird. Um, Like, I don't understand it. It, the same thing happened with uh, the R. Kelly movement where there yeah. was the big thing to silence R. Kelly and he's being dropped by, from concerts and stuff. His bank account was hit, but also his streaming on uh, Spotify went through the roof when um, that Lifetime uh, docuseries came out. And I, I do mm. not understand it. Um, it makes me... I, the only thing I can think of is it's people who aren't familiar with the music and you're you're like, I don't I don't know what R. Kelly sounds like. And I hear all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me listen to it once. But I, that's not what's happening. Um, yeah, I, I do not understand um, any of that. Uh, I'm sure Kanye is going to be on the newest R. Kelly album. Jesus. Fuck R. Kelly, dude. Was, I got. I have to do an update. <laughs> I have to do an update <laughs> on him because he uh, this week was when all like the twenty video, like twenty of his employees were charged, and all these videos came out, and um, it, it's. Oh, all, I saw that on Twitter. 
Yeah, I read a an NPR article about it, and then and part of me, I sometimes I avoid doing updates on these things because I just am like, I can't even. I don't even want to dive back into what a piece of shit this person is, but then I, I feel loyalty. Like Nexium had some shit happen that I need to talk about, and I just like it's it's cool that all this shit is coming to the surface. But uh, for me, as one person, I I try to limit my time reading about all this stuff because yeah, uh, it's it's rancid. And then that one dude, there's like that pedophile ring that came out this week. Um, what? Oh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, which I have not read the articles about that, but he was running a pedophile ring. Um, who is that? He, I don't know. He's loosely related to Trump. He does something in politics. Uh, and I feel like I do need to do an episode on him. Um, also I, I'm a, I don't want to say big fan, but one of my favorite conspiracy theories relate to child pedophile rings. Um, okay. And so I'm obs- I'm obsessed with the kidnapping and disappearance of Johnny Gosh, which everyone should. You can fall down a rabbit hole. Uh, start with the documentary, What Happened to Johnny, and then go from there. But uh, he. Yeah, is, I am not familiar, but I will definitely look into it. He was. Um, he was kidnapped in 1982. He was a paper boy, and uh, he was the first ever child to be featured on a milk carton back when they used to put the faces of missing children on milk cartons. That's where it came from. Yeah. Um, but his cap- kidnapping, as far as I believe, is related to the Franklin Credit Union uh, scandal, which was a uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. There was this dude who ran a bank who it turned out was running a child pedophile ring. And like all of that is no. proven to be true. I think last podcast on the left covered it. They had to have. Um, but it's yeah. the Franklin Credit Union scandal and um, Omaha. And uh, I believe Johnny Gosh was in Des Moines, Iowa. Like they're kind of close to each other. And uh, it was the same time period that all this kidnapping and uh, pedophile trafficking was happening. It's fucking insane. Uh, And so I feel like I need to dive into this Jeffrey Epstein bullshit. Um, But oftentimes it's, I'm comfortable researching crimes of the past uh, because they're done Mm -hmm. and over with, or I can choose to believe it's not similar things aren't still happening. Um, but then yeah. when you read about things that are currently going on, it's a little bit more, uh, distressing. Uh, anyways, that was my, <laughs> that was my ramble about all these fucking, uh, monsters. Um, so Yeezyanity fucked up religion. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm on their website and it's listed. They have like the tabs and, uh, one of the tabs is our savior. Um, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't don't yeah. don't worship other I don't know. Just worshiping a, any individual seems like a problem. Um Yeah, I haven't been to their website in a minute, but I got most of my research from Reddit. And like that's a whole other rabbit hole you can fall down. The Kanye Reddit like, rabbit hole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what it is with Reddit cuz there's some very good people on Reddit. But there's also this thing of, like, the worst people in the world just congregate to Reddit and 4chan for some reason, mm-hmm. and I don't understand it. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Redditor, but then every time I have a question about something that's 
super obscure, I turn to Reddit because I think, oh, someone on Reddit will have figured it out. So uh, yeah. when the Bone Zone podcast ended, I I immediately went on Reddit to figure out, oh, what's happening? Who who? What are the conspiracy theories about this? Um, yeah. Or one of my the Bone Zone podcast. If anyone uh, hasn't heard of the Bone Zone, it's amazing. Listen to it. Start at the beginning. It was. Randy Lidke and Brendan Walsh, two comedians, and uh, it just, they created this, it was very absurdist. They did a lot of prank phone calls, and it's real, it's it's so hard to describe, but they created their own universe, um, Yeah, and uh, it was like abstract and bizarre, and they would have really good guests on. Johnny Pemberton was on a lot, and I recommend his episodes, but... Uh, thank God the archive is still available. Um, and that's actually how I met Rob Love is through uh, a shared interest uh, in the Bone Zone. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, so or like another podcast that I listen to, the host is going through a divorce. So I'm mm-hmm. because I'm a no, I, it's none of my fucking business and she's being private about it. And so then I'm on mm-hmm. Reddit going, what are people's theories? <laughs> Yeah, because because it's it's a place for us to uh, there's great information exchanges happening on it, but it's also a place for you to uh, be open about like the trash bag part of your persona. Oh, I feel that because I love some drama. <laughs> like I love some tea. It's it's the best, uh, and I think like. <sighs> I'm not super gossip. I'm not gossipy in real life about people I know because I have a heart mm-hmm. and that makes me feel bad. But if it's yeah. any sort of public f- figure, I don't, I don't, uh, I won't contribute to the discussion, but I definitely will creep on discussion boards when people are speculating about their lives. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it's a, it's an impulse that everybody has, um, and mm-hmm. and Reddit gives people a forum to to be that way. Um, okay, declaration. I'm on the website. Okay, are we ready for okay. declarations of faith from Yeezyanity? Oh, I think I have that screenshot from Reddit. Okay. Oh yeah. You you want to lay them on me? Do what? You want to you want to tell people what they are? Yeah, I thought it would be fun if we could, like, declare our souls to use us on the podcast. Oh, okay. No, that was a joke. Okay, <laughs> I was going to go along with it, but I wasn't going to like it. Okay, no, you're good. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll read the declarations of faith. Okay. Um, It's, I believe I am a god, and I believe Jesus is a god. I believe in the creative power of man. I believe God wants man to create in his image. I believe God wants man to fully express himself. I believe money has become unnecessary. I believe man has the power to create everything he wants and needs. I believe Jesus will lead us into a new age of creativity. I believe I will help usher in the new age of creativity. Faith be in Jesus. Faith be in God. Amen um what the fuck (laughs) yeah dude it's that's so fucked up and unhealthy i need to know i need stats on how many people are out there believing this because what this has Mm -hmm. done and i don't want to blame kanye for it because i if this is not sanctioned by him and this is people doing their own thing it's not kanye's fault but this is just fucking attached 
Kanye onto Christianity. He is like the hemorrhoid on the asshole of Christianity. Talk about bandwagoning. It's just Mm -hmm. fucking bullshit. Also, who the fuck... Okay, who the fuck believes that money has become unnecessary? Like, this... It is the most necessary thing in our society. It is the most integral to personal freedom i'm not saying like in terms of worshiping money and 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 trying to gain as much capital as possible but like if you you have a physical form and you Mm -hmm. live in a in a capitalist society like you need money in order to take care of that physical form because you have to like feed and 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 bathe and seek medical treatment like just the maintenance of a of a sack of flesh involves money in our world um and uh the fact like i'm i don't want to degrade any of kanye's creativity but i he's the one ushering us into a new age of creativity um go fuck yourself yeezyanity people um because that that's just so insane that's so insane the opposite of creativity is following someone's trail to creation like i i was a little punk rock kid and and that that's Mm -hmm. part of me and and so i i come from the school of do your own thing whatever it is you want to do just fucking do it you want to do a podcast do it with the equipment that you have do it with what you have available you want to make music make it with the instruments or whatever is around you do do your own thing create your own thing Mm -hmm. speak your own mind with the supplies that are available to you um yeezy and that discounts any other person out there creating media which is insane to me because there are so many amazing voices that don't haven't reached the level of fame that uh, he's at and like i just the idea that he's ushering in the new age of creativity go fuck yourself um yeah faith being Jesus, faith being god this is not good it's not good i'm against it yeah i'm against did, did you read their dogma um let's see dogma i'm on their website right now okay this is like scaring me <laughs> All right. Do you... Like these people are like, um, I'm not gonna put that on anybody. <laughs> Never mind. It's okay. We're very we're an overly empathetic podcast. These people are lost. <laughs> it is understandable to want to seek guidance and meaning. I understand. Mm. Um, is this is just not good. This is not good. Uh, wait, bro. Okay. Do you believe in Jesus? Because I believe in Jesus. Do you believe you are a God? Because I believe I am a God. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the new age. Where you, my brothers and sisters, are the new slaves? And that's a Kanye song. Okay. From Jesus. Okay. The forces of oppression seek to keep you down. They have you running around like mad. But are you getting anywhere? Are you receiving any reward for your labor? No. They only give you crumbs and tease you with their riches. You are their laboratory rat. They put you through marketing experiments. They manipulate your body, mind, and soul, and they will not let you have your God-given right to create. Okay, I'm kind of on board with this. This is very much anti-the system, right? Like, yeah. okay, fine. Uh, okay. 
Uh, this is where it gets crazy because okay. I can I can get with the first half. Yeah. Okay. So where are we at? You are their laboratory rat. They put you through marketing. Oh uh, yeah. They put you the through- one right under it. Yeah. Is that where I'm at? Okay. I lost my. Yeah. Brain. The my brothers and sisters. Okay. Uh, my brothers and sisters, some of us have had enough of this, and my brothers and sisters, Jesus has had enough of this. He's going to help free us, free us of our bonds, and usher us into a new age where we are all control, where we all control our own destinies. This day of tyranny and oppression is near its end. A brighter future is dawning, and if you open your eyes and look, you are God. Let us break free of this slavery and live life as it should be. Um. Yeah, I, the idea that Kanye is going to be the one to liberate you from the shackles of an oppressive capitalist society, like, because he is the, he is profiting off of all the mechanisms that are controlling us. Like, mm-hmm. the, th- the, the chains that keep us down are like, number one, the economy that we live in, but number two, that we're constantly being bombarded by media and social media and everything that's brainwashing us to fill us full of wants and needs that aren't necessary. But like those are the same mechanisms of which he has built success and riches. So mm-hmm. I don't know the idea that he, I just don't understand. I don't understand because he is fully complicit in all of these things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they really lost us in the second half. Um, like, I'm gonna lie, they had us in the first half. Yeah, yeah, because like, fuck have you the seen man. that meme? That Twitter meme. Which one? It's like a football player, and he's like, "Not gonna lie, they had us in the first half." <laughs> <laughs> that... uh, I'm like a bitch for like Twitter memes. Like, uh, that's my thing. I'm I'm struggling with a pretty serious Twitter addiction, um, because. I, mm-hmm. I, I understand that I need to uh, spend less time uh, engaging with these things, but then um, it's sometimes it's just like the only thing that makes me happy. Um, and so I, I feel that I, I, I'm trying I need to find like a better a better balance in my life um, because, you know, when I first got sober, I deleted all my social media and I wasn't on any for like seven years. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I rejoined um, to to market the podcasts and my art or whatever. Um, but I that's I'm not using it solely for that. It's yeah, it's too it's too much of my time and my day. But also I, I love it. So uh, it's really hard. Um, but- I feel that. <laughs> but, like, I'm also at the point where, like, if I work a 12-hour shift and, like, I want to come home and get high and, like, be on Twitter for three hours, like, I'm going to do it, you know? You basically just described my life because that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I do is, like, you're too tired from the day to mm-hmm. really pay attention to a book or a movie. My attention span is shot after, a, you know, a 12-hour day. And so, yeah. yeah, so it's just kind of scrolling through and having those little like, ha huh, moments. Um, yeah. And so it's it's how I unwind, uh, you know, some t- people like a, a, a whiskey on the rocks before bed. And I, I yeah. like my Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. So I get it. Um, but yeah, Kanye had us in the first half. He lost us. <laughs> 
in the second half. Uh, if, if I have any listeners who are into Yeezyanity, please reach out to me. Um, I won't shame you. I will pick your brain because I don't understand. Oh, I will shame you. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you believe this bullshit, like I will shame you. I Okay, you, this is where this is where like their parents were it's good cop bad cop. We're <laughs> we're going to set them straight. Uh we we're just going to come at it from different angles cuz yeah, I don't I don't fucking understand it one bit. I don't I just know it's not good. Um, yeah, that was like half joke, but like this is bullshit. Yeah, it's a hundred percent bullshit. I don't think it's healthy. Um, I try not to shame people for their beliefs, but I, I would like to usher anybody who uh, is uh, into this into maybe a healthier ideology, because um, mm-hmm. that's that scares me. I don't like it. At least it's more public than like uh, other things that are like happening behind closed doors like Ecclesiastes yeah. has a website because um, mm-hmm. they're not trying to hide their shit like Scientology um, alright well I guess we covered it all yeah <laughs> did you watch that Scientology Leah Remini show uh, I've seen several episodes because I love her oh yeah I love Leah Remini like God bless her yeah she's the best her book is amazing and entertaining mm-hmm. um yeah, I should I should uh, get back on that show. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, happy Hump Day, everyone. Oh yeah, happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs>